Right now, we have a window of opportunity to create a lasting impact on people and the planet. At SunWealth, we believe this moment is the dawn of the solar generation. Welcome to the Solar Generation Series, a set of conversations with individuals and organizations who are actively working on this window of opportunity, bound by a shared mission to create vibrant and resilient communities while combating climate change and inequality by identifying, facilitating, and achieving equitable and inclusive solar development. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Solar Generation Series. My name is Elizabeth Price, Project Finance Manager here at SunWealth, and I am so excited to be here alongside Lindsay McIntyre, Chief Development Officer at SolSource Power, for our first in a series of segments with our partners. Today, we're going to hear Lindsay's story and learn about how she got involved in the solar industry. Also, learn about the background on SolSource Power and discuss the foundation and evolution of their partnership with SunWealth. So to get started here, Lindsay, thanks so much for joining us. Do you mind just starting and telling us a little bit about yourself personally, including your background and what drew you to the solar industry? Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys for having me. Background, I mean, I grew up in upstate New York, a very small factory town, very similar to where a lot of Soul Source's projects are based, rural upstate, where the primary employer was a copper wire mill, which is so similar to so many of the towns that we permitted. So left small town upstate New York, went to college at the University of Albany, majored in political science and economics, and then quickly got a job in the state legislature, which is positioned in Albany, the capital, right after graduation. I worked there for just a little while. It was a tumultuous period in the state legislature. I was working for an assemblyman. This is end of 2011 going into 2012. There were some Senate lockouts. It was a little crazy. And it really drove me to want to shift into the private sector. So probably a good thing for me overall. But I had a couple of friends who were solar installers at the time, and my assembly member had been working on some renewable bills. So it really sparked my interest at the time. Um, Renewables just seemed really exciting and transformational and still is. And I wanted to be a part of that paradigm shift of, of energy and electricity generation. So I had no idea how to get into it, um, but knew I wanted to. And so at the time, I was reading this book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. And it had this chapter on getting out of your industry and pivoting and attracting an employer to get into something new with no baseline experience. So I took that that chapter, I created a proposal um, to work for free within solar marketing for commercial and residential installers in New York, sent it out and actually got hired because of that proposal and was paid from day one. There was never like a question that they weren't going to pay me. So it was a pretty, pretty incredible way to dive into it, right? There's no major to get into solar account management or sales or finance, or at least there wasn't back then. So Yeah. Thank you, Napoleon Hill, for that tip. (laughs) Not too long after that, I pivoted from marketing into account management and sales, which I loved and really flourished at. Stayed with this small commercial and residential installer for about five years and then was hired by a big national greenfield development firm to work in upstate New York greenfield development 
So I, I stayed with them for about four years and pretty early on, like realized there was a very major disconnect between the people making the decisions at that firm and like the strategy and budgetary decisions and the people who were the driving engine of the company, the development teams, the boots on the ground. So I, at at the four year mark was ready to move on and really understood that the only way to have that agency over decision-making was to start your own development co. So jumped ship and in early summer of 2021 started Soul Source Power. So my business partner, Joe Bowers, who and former colleagues came on at the end of summer of 2021. And fast forward two years later, we have 12 employees and a very large pipeline in the Northeast of really over 100 projects. So exciting start. <laughs> exciting start and absolutely crazy pathway to get there. I think it's awesome how you got into the industry. Um, good for you for being able to kind of just like get in there. But that's awesome. Um, and I guess like a follow-up question, you've clearly you've been in different positions in the industry and have got which have gotten you to where you are now. How would you say the industry has evolved over the course of your career? Yeah. I mean, when I started, EB, there weren't development jobs. It was residential and commercial sales, and that's what you were doing. Um, the Greenfield development programs didn't exist back then because the policy wasn't there to drive it. Um, So it was more a sales role if you were in development rather than working with stakeholders, getting projects through permitting. So it's, it's definitely involved in terms of size. And, you know, when we, when I started a 50 KW project was a pretty big deal, right? And today, like if you're not at five megawatts, well, it's probably not worth your time. So just the size and just roles have changed and transformed throughout the past decade that I've been in the industry. No, definitely 50 KW, so small nowadays. So (laughs) it's great. And I guess kind of looking at where you are now, you know, you're currently the chief development officer at SoulSource Power. What would you say is the driving force behind the SoulSource difference? And how does that ethos play out in your firm's projects or partnerships? Yeah. I I mean, the sole source difference is really embedded in our people. We have been able to secure this strategic advantage in hiring and attracting, well, attracting and retaining some of the best people within the industry that I've come across. And our employees are the driving force of the business. You know, we don't have a, a secret technology. We don't have a software or hardware that, that gets us through permitting more efficiently. It's, it's really the people, the relationships, and we do have a proprietary process, but internally, externally, just the people and, and that being so deeply embedded in our ethos of putting our employees first because they're the driving force of our business. No, that's excellent. And I can say from personal experience that you guys are great to work with and definitely have some special sauce over there getting those projects done. So love to hear it uh, from your own mouth that that's that's awesome. And that's actually all the questions that I have for this segment for you. So thanks, Lindsay, so much for joining us and looking forward to talking more in our next segment. Great. Thanks. Thanks. 